G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast, this time heading into round eight. Uh, we're talking about the women's competition, we're not talking about the men's this time of year anyway, although it is trade period and we will have some uh, content coming out pretty soon about that, but for this one, we're talking about the women. How'd you go on the weekend, Case? Uh, not great, although I did see I beat you, which is quite nice, but uh, my trades... Uh ridiculously killed my side this week. I traded horribly, which we'll get into shortly. But uh, yeah, it was an interesting week of women's fantasy football. Interesting. What made it so interesting? Um, you know when, uh, as you would know, I love my gut feel. And I feel my gut feel has been off the last couple of weeks. So, you know, everything, you know, when your gut saying go left, yeah. you should have gone right yep. and vice versa. So. And so the gut feel was off again this week. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Okay. Okay. Well, it's no good. Well, when you're not, when I can't Oracle, I, I feel a bit off. Well, see, the thing is I did the opposite. I went by statistics and data and I pulled off a pretty good trade this week. So, wow. we'll talk about that later against as well. But uh, I scored 14.03. Uh, I'm now ranked... 2,497th though. Mm-hmm. I think I went down after that. I can't actually remember what it was last week. But it was around that mark anyway. So, uh, yeah, not really improving, unfortunately. Um, my star performer, who I was just kind of alluding to, was Ash Riddell. So, I made a bit of a sideways trade. We'll talk about trades in a second, but mm-hmm. brought Ash Riddell in and on debut for me. I did have Garner as well, so she had mm-hmm. 140, but yep. I felt like she was a bit more unique. Not everyone has a Riddell. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, 139 points. Pretty happy with that. Nice trade. Who was your star performer? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, Jazz Garner was the star. Um, we're seeing our girl, Eb Marinoff, as well. But uh, yeah, probably from the, from the more unique, I suppose, Britt Benici, who I've held all year, uh, busted out of 119. So, very, very happy with that. Uh, who was your dud of the week? Uh, my dud, unfortunately, was probably one of my favourite players, uh, if not my favourite player in the competition outside of the Port players, but Hannah Priest mm. for 30 What's points. What's going on there? Yeah. Um, she's halved her points every week, I think, DC posted on Twitter. So, she had 120 one week, then she's gone 60. Mm-hmm. Now, she's gone, now, she was 30, 30. this week. So, yeah. she's be 15 this week apparently maybe trade her out I don't think I have the uh, ability to do that I need her to bounce back quickly <laughs> yeah I'm the same I don't really I, yeah I'm not wasting trades in my back line anyway it's just no. not important no. um, who was your dud uh, obviously Priest as well but um, uh, Gunjaka from um, Geelong only had 37 and then yeah my two stinker trades which we'll talk about in a second just absolutely flopped oh, this let's week just, let's go straight into it what were your trades last week what right, my being? trades this week I traded out Matilda Scholes so I was like her time's done I need to bring in Ali Morfa. I need some big, you know, guns in the ruck. Yep. Um, she was three points worse than Michelle's this week, uh, scoring 62. Um, Neve Kelly, one of my favourites. Uh, I was like, nah, she's kind of peaked. Um, Got to bring in um, Nicola Barr from GWS. She's on the way up. You know, her numbers are looking good. I like in the run home. Ba-bow. Kelly went 85, Barr went 42, so <laughs> 43-point loss there. Uh, yep. Obviously, to make those two trades happen, I needed to, you know, do something a little risky. Uh, so, I traded out Ella Roberts from uh, West Coast. Thought the matchup was tough against Melbourne this week, you yep. know, for a forward. You know, if there was one week to trade high, uh, would be this one. No, she scored a 99. Ooh. And Eliza James, who I brought in as a cheapie, she did all right scoring... Um, 50 or oh, 49 so but ended the day I lost 50 points I lost 96 points with my trades this week yeah I, I have Kelly in my um, game day squad side in my mm-hmm. forward line so I was I was looking at that and I thought of you when uh, yeah I saw that score because I knew you'd trade her out but I was at Nicola Barr as well so yeah, yeah kind of it goes 
she goes in roundabouts. Exactly. Mm. Um, what did I do? I, was, I went a couple cash grabs. I went uh, Mia Bush to Amelie Borg. Uh, there was 126K just uh, bench options, just, you know, downgraded there to make some cash. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went uh, uh, Joanna Craig to uh, Burleson, uh from Sydney Midfield, I think, uh, which was 300K. So, just cash grab down there. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I sideways traded, which I don't ever do, but I just mm-hmm. didn't really have any Think, like I think I couldn't get up with the cash I had from anything anything else. Yeah. Um. So I went from Prosparcus to Riddle. Just uh, Riddle. I thought would have a field day against Port Adelaide, mm-hmm. and, and that right. was uh, a huge win there. So yeah, I made up uh, quite a few points there. But um, yeah, not too bad. How'd your game day squad team go? Uh, I was twenty fourth or something this week. So what are you ranked overall at the moment? Twenty f- around that. Yeah. Twenty fourth. Yeah. I think I'm about thirty three, thirty four. Yeah. yeah so pretty I'm just. Close. I, I'm kind of like one. I'm. 50,000 short, so I just need to get another silver in. But yeah, the trade market's very quiet in um, the women's game. Well, yeah, I have actually noticed you're still kind of grinding a bit because on the uh, Game Day Squad Discord, your team name's come up before. And is, is the Oracle in here? Can we uh, can I we discuss a trade? But uh, you're not in the Discord, so you might well, have to join us and have a chat. I'm 21st. I'm one two points off the 20th. All right, top 20 might be a, so, a prize. Yeah, I'm so, going yeah. for that. Yeah. Anyway. Let's talk about the top five performers of the week. Uh, first one, Jasmine Garner, 140 points. Just an absolute gun. Do you think she wins the... Uh, it's, it's just called the best and fairest in the AFLW. Mm-hmm. I haven't got the name yet. Yeah, do you think she wins the best and fairest? She'd have to be incredibly close. I think maybe the only person who would beat her would be Ed Marinoff. Yeah, there, it's going to be pretty tight between those two. But uh, yeah, pretty impressive game. Um, I think it was her second highest score of the season. She had 156 in round two. But yeah, pretty happy to see her pump out a 140. I did see a stat on Twitter that uh, what was it? Garner broke the lead record for metres gained 789 on the weekend that's pr- that's a lot of metres gained that is huge <laughs> so um, yeah she is absolutely flying yeah I did watch the the game and um, yeah uh, good first quarter from Port Adelaide but mm. apart from that uh, got absolutely smashed after that yeah. um, her partner in crime Ash Riddell uh, she had 139 points as well so yeah a couple of weeks ago I was kind of questioning if she was a, if she was going to be in the top 5 mm-hmm. I think she's easily in the top 5 now oh yeah definitely yeah is she yep. probably even close to top 3 with her recent form, she her I think I looked at some of the stats. She might be the third best um, average last three average. Oh yeah, last three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she she's, might actually be she's there. She's coming home really. Oh, strong. sorry, she's top four level. Charlie Rowbottom. Yeah, it's probably yeah. rude of me to actually push her down to to fourth. But yeah, at the moment she's ranked fourth overall mm. um, between Hatchard. It's great looking at Ed Marinoff, Jazz Garner, Charlie Rowbottom, Ash Riddle, mm-hmm. and Hatchard. Top five midfielders, and they're all in my team. Just too bad. The rest of my team. Sucks. Yeah, why are you below me? <laughs> well, no. Well, there you know the reason for that. Yes, I've had I two know. I uh, <laughs> uh, just had a quick look. The AFL coaches votes. Garner is eleven points ahead of Gardner. So there's an MVP. Oh, sorry, there's a like coaches association. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's generally Garner, but that's, Gardner in Anderson, the men's. That's Marinoff, not a good indicator good of what's the of what's the Brownlow winner though. It's true. Uh, it's going to be a good count because yeah. you know, like someone like Gardner, will she poll? You know, yeah, early because she was a little bit unknown. Um, yeah, yeah. And and that sort of Anderson's stuff. last year's champ. You know, yeah. Marinoff's um, equal third. So yeah, Bonnie Tugu's another one who's had a really good year for my Bombers. Yeah, it's funny because like in the men's, sometimes like players don't poll well until the media starts talking about mm-hmm. them, and then Correct. they start polling well. So yeah. yeah, it's a bit interesting like that. But uh, we're not here to talk about real football. We're here to talk about fantasy. Speaking of fantasy, an absolute gun mm-hmm. is Ebony Marinoff. So 132 points. Oh, wasn't that nice just to have her as a VC on Friday night? I think it was the first time it actually felt like confident going into a round knowing that I'd get a 100-plus captain score. Like, mm-hmm. so that was my first one I got for mm-hmm. the year. But mm-hmm. to get it done on the Friday night mm-hmm. in, a, in a monster game, in a good win for the Crows, um, yeah, it was absolutely yeah a great performance. But 
Are we worried this week versus Brisbane? Like, because mm-hmm. it's a tough opposition for midfielders. Yeah. Um, they do throw the tag out every now and then. Mm-hmm. Are you worried uh, against Brisbane? Uh, I am. I'm trying to think. Like, so it's Hawks, Richmond on Friday night. There's probably no real captain option there. No. Uh, Dogs, Sydney. So you could probably go Laura Gardner with the VC. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you've probably got the Crows. The Crows Lions games the third one off the rank, so um, it'd probably be between Gardner and Marinoff this week for VC options again. Yeah, I'm thinking of going Charlie Rowbottom. We'll talk about captains later, but Charlie yeah. Rowbottom against Port yep, into maybe Garner, but it's on straight up the a game. Tight time frame. Yeah, you're yeah. right. There's not a lot after that, but we'll think about that. I'll probably go to the game as well, so I'll probably have a few tins and probably forget. But please <laughs> do. I'd like to extend my lead. <laughs> um, oh, I just, just realised this though. There's three North Melbourne girls in the top uh, five yeah. this week. Jenna Bruton as well. So we were talking the other week about like, can we trust? the scale of hardest matchup. And if you mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it yet, go have a look on the website. Um, there's a blog post there that kind of explains it all, but there's another page as well that has um, all the, the whole thing there. I think it's on both the pages, but you'll find it on the website. Just go to keepleaguepod.com.au. But we're talking about last week how sometimes these matchups just might not be as trustworthy mm-hmm. or, you know, things are thrown out the window very easily in a 10-game 10, 10 season. Mm-hmm. But I think genuinely Port Adelaide are the easy one you can actually bank on. So, yeah. like um, Laura Gardner last week mm-hmm. against Port Adelaide, like as expected went big yep. um, then yeah three uh, North Melbourne midfielders turned up against them this week mm-hmm. and then I think if you've got Charlie Robot on your team she could go huge this weekend she but, should yeah Bruton's really flown under the radar since she's kind of come back into that roost yeah so she's, round four she came in what was wrong with that was she injured or something uh, must have been yeah but yeah. like I'm just looking now the last three games she's had 26 touches each game yeah and then she's gone 8, 11 and 8 tackles yeah so like they're just beautiful numbers and I've see. noticed as well just looking at her time on ground numbers they're getting more since mm-hmm. round four as well so yep. she's starting to boost them up as well so she could be one to actually think about because she's 1.2 uh, 1.25 million yep. still pretty expensive but if you can't quite get to the top five there's growth there too yeah exactly so you could make a little bit more Roos have Melbourne this week so it's no, hard, sc- hard on the scale actually. isn't yeah. it yeah. yeah second v third would be a very good game on Sunday night absolutely actually we can't wait to sit down and watch that one or we'll probably listen to it on my ride home back from uh, sorry my zigzag home back from Alison <laughs> but anyway I <laughs> um, uh, shouldn't be admitting this in a public forum should I anyway <laughs> you mean uh, you're walking your bike back walking my bike home yes um Brianna Davey uh, is the last one, so mm-hmm. 122 points. So a few weeks ago, you essentially went Davey to Parker mm-hmm. in round six with a few, you know, way yep. you kind of swung around. Yep. Is that a trade regret for you? Um, yeah, I'll get to this trades a little bit later, but um, yes. I, I, although I was kind of, I was quite confident in thinking that Davey had kind of peaked in a way. You know, she hit that real flat spot um, where she was going, which she had, she went, you know, she started off with a bang. And really, this was her last. This is her last ton since round one. So, um, ninety three the week prior, which is a good score. But I don't know. I think um, she's gonna be interesting to maybe follow next year. I reckon with another preseason under her belt, she might even be able to push into the top five um, mids. I reckon next year, just yeah, a little uh, bit more yeah, um, fitness. Definitely got the potential. She's a bit older, isn't she? She's twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. Okay, she's still got plenty of time to yeah. still got a bit of growth. That we'll, you know. But her tackle numbers on the weekend: fifteen tackles. You know, that's like the difference between her. You know, a good score and a bad score for her. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, all right. Some of the underpriced players for the week. Um, so Grace Campbell from Collingwood had a hundred points. Um, I think she's right. She's priced around seven hundred thirty-eight thousand at the moment, which is mm-hmm. pretty cheap. But it was an easy game um, against Carlton, and I don't know how. You, like I couldn't get her in my, my midfield, so no. probably not one I'm thinking of. But yeah, just a few of these matchups you've got to be wary of because like Alyssa Bannon scored eighty-nine points as well. 
I think she kicked five goals yep. in this game. Yeah. Yep. So, and she's a midfield. She, was she playing a forward? I don't really know. I didn't yeah, see that last game. Yeah, around. No. So just kicked five from the midfield. So, yeah, crazy. Um, but, yeah, um, West Coast actually complained about having to play in Melbourne. I find oh, it's so that. funny. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it sucks. But like, I, guess, I, I, guess, I guess maybe the other point, like, I don't think Port played them. I, did, didn't I, I think I saw a follow-up tweet and, and West Coast have played like the 12th, 13th, 14th and 15th teams from last year. Yeah. So like, you know, how a draw goes, you're inevitably going to play a couple of tough teams. Yeah. Like know. we had North who are quite good. Very good. You know, yeah. you know it's gonna have, we played play Brisbane the Crows and played play the Crows, yeah, play Crows and yeah. played Brisbane earlier in the year. So yeah. it's like, I don't know, the, the, the bottom, the, the, the last four teams to join, even though Essendon were one of the last four teams mm-hmm. to join, they, they're going yeah. pretty well. We're around the finals. But sniff, like, yeah. it's going to take time. Yeah, like, yeah. And I think it's probably easier for a Melbourne club, maybe because there's just more of a pool and more people are willing yeah. to play in Melbourne and things like that. That's the thing. Like this is the second time most of them have played together. Yeah, exactly. You know? So it's like that's pretty crazy to yeah to think that. So I think these teams are only going to improve next year. Yeah, give them time. A um, few other players. Um, Sarah Wright, um, North Melbourne, had 61 points. Port Adelaide are an easy matchup to consider uh, these days, especially for defenders. So they always were for mids, but they're starting to get easier for defenders mm-hmm. as well. Just maybe able to drive a bit of play from the halfback line. So I just thought we'd look into um, a few uh, options there. So if you want to bring like cheaper options in um, to build cash over the last few rounds, so say if there's a rookie debuting for either Gold Coast, Hawthorne or GWS mm-hmm. or a cheaper player, they play Port, so they might get a bit of a, a cash bump over the next few weeks as well. Mm-hmm. So have a look at those. Another player that caught my eye, I'm hoping I'm saying the name correctly, Orla Lally. Surely that's an Irish name. Yeah. But um, 61 points, this is a forward for Frio. She went to 100% of the CBAs for Frio on the weekend. So everyone she attended. And I don't think she'd attended one all year before that. So, yeah, pretty remarkable if you're going to 100% of the centre-bounce attendances. There Mm. must be like a pretty clear plan Mm -hmm. that you're going to be there for hopefully the rest of the season. So, yeah, 0%. Up, all the, up until round seven, then bang, straight into 100%. And Angelique Stannett, we've talked about her for three weeks in a row, but she finally put up a good score. She's been in the midfield as well, so maybe Frio just trying a few things. Yep. But she's around the 500K mark, so I'm thinking about maybe doing a sideways trade to her okay. this week in the forward line because if you're getting 100% of the CBA, it's like 60 should be around the, you know, the mark, the minimum you should get. <laughs> I hope it's not this one thing that it kind of been doing all year in, in the women's game is just chasing what happened the week before. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I think this is a bit different when you get 100% of CBAs. Like, yeah. The, and obviously, you're out there. Yeah. They, and if she played well enough, you yeah. know, 61 probably signifies a decent yeah. game. That Surely there's some back intention there to keep her there for a few rounds and see how she goes. Anyways, let's get on to the captain options of the week. So, last week, K's, all five of my captain options went 100 plus. So, yeah, I've, I think my captains have been like, you know, I have one good week one week, one bad week the next week. But I think everyone is having the same issues. Like, yep. yeah, the, even though projections are giving you something, it's just it's just the nature of the game, really. Plus, with the, the limited bench, yeah. you know, you can't play that VC loop as easy as you can in the men's yeah, game. So, exactly. you know, you might think, you know, you back someone in as VC and then you go with every intention to take it, but you can't do it without kind of screwing up your team on the side. Yeah, correct. So anyway, my number one uh, captain option for the week is Charlie Rowbottom has Ooh, that yeah. Port Adelaide matchup. That is juicy as mm-hmm. averaging 120 from her last three as well. Had 101 last week, been on the lower side for her. She generally bounces back after a kind of a lower one. She kind of comes back up. So mm-hmm. um, I think she's the best option of the week. Plus she plays on Saturday afternoon. Then you can loophole her into Jasmine Garner, as I mentioned before. 
Mm-hmm. Um, she comes up against Melbourne, which is a tricky opposition, but I still would back her in for a decent score. Then the other option is earlier in the week, Ebony Marinoff, who's also yeah. you know prominent captain option each week. She's got that uh, Brisbane matchup though, which is a bit trickier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a bloody good game to watch. So hello, hello, who's in at number four? <laughs> Lise Parker comes in at number four. So she comes up against Carlton, who again have been a really easy matchup, and I think the projections are starting to favour the you know, the matchups a bit more these days. They start to be a bit more um, consistent at the moment. Um, but yeah, she's my number four option. Then Ash Riddle on the back of 139 last week. Um, it does average 94 in her last three games against Melbourne as well. So that kind of tougher opposition doesn't seem to face her. Actually, Garner as well averages 100 against Melbourne in her last three matchups against them Solid. as well. But um, yeah, so they're my top five for the week. Charlie Robottom, Jasmine Garner, Ebony Marinoff, Elise Parker, and Ash Riddle. Personally, going VC Robottom into Ghana. What are you going to do? I will be going VC Marinoff into probably Robottom Captain. Okay. Okay. Marinoff into Ghana probably wouldn't be a bad option either. Either or. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's round off the show this week, Kays. What are your trade plans for the week? Rightio. So, uh, my absolute basket case of a side. I'm getting rid of some, uh, I suppose, kind of my um, mid-prices who have done their job um, starting at 300Kers. So, out is Alana G and... Aisling Maloney um, and also Abby Darick. Um, um, she's been more than serviceable as my kind of, what is it, sixth mid? Yeah. Sixth mid. Um, but she, her time has come. With the favourable matchup, I'm bringing in Charlie Rowbottom this week. I just want to get that, you know, final big cog in the midfield. And you want to chuck the Santa too. And I'm going to chuck the Santa. Love so that. just really back her in. Sorry, how do the rest of the team feel about that? Just a newcomer coming in. And- uh, look, we've spread the love around <laughs> a bit here. We're a very, very, um, you know, happy team at the Oracles. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then just a couple of cheapies. So kind of targeting uh, Elise Barwick, who's just a 300K um, mid from. Gold Coast, obviously playing the power, so hopefully yeah. they might get a good score. Not a bad option. And Sarah Locke, who's a 300k forward option from the Hawks, she um, should make some cash this week because she had a zero in round five and then 51 last week in round seven. So, sure, they should bounce back. I, I kind of toyed with um, trading out Claude Egan, Jaka and trying to fix up my back line, but it was just not worth it because... Backline is a mess. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried about my backline no, either. No. Um, my trades uh, this week, I'm going to get rid of, yeah, Christy Stratton and go across to Orla Lally. She's getting 100% of those CBAs. She should put up, like, you know, 50 or 60 at least kind of thing. Christy Stratton fluctuates between a big score and a low score each week. So mm-hmm. hopefully it doesn't go too bad. And I bank about 300K doing that, which is handy. Yep. You know, I was trying to find um, a, a ruck donut that plays on Sunday for mm-hmm. the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. The only thing that plays on Sunday for the rest of the season is Collingwood. Do you know right. how many rucks Collingwood have on their list? One. Zero. Right. Like, so a fantasy ruckman. They don't actually have a fantasy, like, listed as a ruckman in fantasy. Sweet. On their list. So, you could, I couldn't bring in a Collingwood ruckman. Um, so, the next best thing I could do was bring in um, Ariana Hetherington. Mm-hmm. Freeman to have two Sunday games. Yep. She's currently three. my so, uh, ruck donut. I'm bringing her in to uh, bring the, be the ruck donut. Um, but yeah, downgrading Fleur Davies. He must have got injured. Didn't play on the weekend. So I wasn't sure what happened there. Finally put up a good score and then misses. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, that banks me another 150K. So then I can use that cash to go Matilda Scholes to Ali Morfitt and uh, upgrade there, which you did last week. But, Hopefully uh, she bounces back. Well, she was going yeah. well at the start and then just like stopped. So <laughs> yeah. Um, Hopefully it's a little more fruitful for me than it uh, is for you. I'm already excited about next year and just like locking in five amazing midfielders yeah just 100 not caring about my back line yeah looking at like the guys who are the people that are doing well this year mm. like 
Yeah, they they've just played it before. They knew not to spend um, mm-hmm. on the on the defense, and then yeah. So well, it's funny. So I went back to my round one team because I was like, I feel my trades are going backwards the last two weeks. Yeah, and every one of my starting um, eighteen played in round one and played in round seven. Yeah. So uh, if I just literally didn't do any trades, oh, okay, yeah, I would have scored twelve eighty nine on the weekend, and yeah. I scored fourteen oh five. So like, <laughs> I've improved my team by like one hundred and you know fifteen, yeah, over six weeks when I could have probably just like I have um, said noticed, forget a few things. Have noticed in our home league, uh, a league that we've got going, which has yeah. only got I think four or five of us in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, your team is sitting second, I think. But has the lowest value yeah. out of the out of the lot that yeah. are up there. So actually, the team at the bottom, I think, he's just quit. Yeah, um, has Which the lowest value. But you've happen. got the lowest value, so it probably is reflective of how much your team has grown. Mm-hmm. But you've just had some good, you know, chops and changes in there. It's done yeah. pretty well. Yeah. But anyway, mine's, on, mine's on a, next year. Mine's only just. I think mine's made two hundred k more than yours. So mine's it's, it's also better. funny. Like a ten week season is real sprint. Like you don't oh. have you have zero. Absolutely. I know. Like you you play. Um, classic more so in the men's and know a bit more but like you can probably work your way into a year but like you almost can't afford a misstep in the oh in it the was more so as well just adjusting like and the price I, you, rises you, yeah you just didn't know how the how the price rises would work and then mm-hmm. you know you thought you had more time to or you you know nailing your, your starting squad was so important and then mm-hmm. yeah you th- can't make really make sideways changes and stuff like that but anyways we'll probably uh talk about the things we learned uh, after the last round and wrap yep. it up a bit more that yep. way you're not on the pod uh next week Casey. i'm not i'm away this weekend so, yep. uh, might try and catch a few games uh, on the plane on the way home. And Where are you going? Catch up. I'm over to New Zealand for oh, okay. the I was going to say, there's no days. footy. I thought you might have been going to Melbourne or something. No, unfortunately <laughs> not. Um, no. no footy at all. So, all right. we'll see what I can watch. Yeah, time difference you might be able to. Wait, it's the wrong way for you. It's the wrong way. wake up and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, well, there'll be a familiar voice on the podcast next week. So, yeah. How is this familiar voice going now? Uh, I don't know. We sitting? haven't talked about ranks this week, so he must have gone this well, uh, okay. well this week. Usually, you know when he's going well. Yeah. We'll tell you. I'm not really giving the name away because it's not 100 confirmed. He needs to check his social basketball schedule to make sure it can happen. But I'm pretty sure we'll be able to squeeze it in. Yeah, we'll be able to squeeze it in. But anyway, uh, see you next week. See you guys.